DeRay, my man. Hey, man. So I just got done talking to Mr. Seller, and I closed my first contract. <laughs> so I've got a contract. I'm ready to go. I just got to find a, a tenant buyer. Pretty excited. I'll talk to you about the details um, whenever you're available, man. But uh, hey, man, again, I appreciate everything that you've done for me so far. It's it's awesome, man. I can't thank you enough. So I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later, man. Bye. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobsher, the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. But whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place. Mr. Hollywood himself presents the Before the Millions podcast. And now your host, DeRay Olalaye. What a do, BTM tribe? Quick question. What if there was a way for you to invest in real estate? So buy as many properties as you want, as often as you want, in a way that was risk-free and in a way that allowed you to not have to worry about a credit score or a bank loan, or even a, a private investor, or rehab and repair work, or any of that stuff? What if there was a way, a method, where you could cash flow as much as you wanted? At the same time, you could create large heaps of cash, like 20000 and 40000 and 85 k payouts. What if there was a single method that allowed all of this to occur simultaneously? DeRay, quit with all the suspense. Is there a such thing? From me to you, yes, there is a such method, and it is called the motivated seller method. And I'll be talking all about it on next week's episode. But not to fret because I come bearing gifts and gifts in the form of on today's episode, it's actually a student spotlight episode where I'm spotlighting, I'm highlighting the success of one of my students. A student that is currently using the motivated seller method. So you're going to learn a whole lot about the motivated seller method today. But next week, I'm going to go all in and give you a full-fledged, in-depth breakdown on what the motivated seller method is and how you can get started with the motivated seller method now easily, for free, without even having to purchase my course that comes out in a few weeks. So make sure that you're subscribed and you tune into next week's episode. Okay. So once again, happy, happy new year. Welcome to 2020. And this is the perfect year, the perfect year for you to set the tone for your real estate business. In this student spotlight, my student, Joshua, he took full advantage of the new year and having new year's resolutions 
and sticking to his plan. And it's been a couple days and he's already starting to see results. Now, let me just give you a little bit on Joshua's story before we get into his results and all that good stuff. Joshua is a Texas native and he's had a great full-time job for the better part of 13 years, making a comfortable six-figure income. So this is a man with what some may believe is the perfect life, a loving family. He has one child now with another one due in about a month. So things are great. But underneath all of that, Josh is tired of what he does. He's tired of the nine to five grind. He wants a way out. So a few months ago, Josh reached out to me and we decided to work together. I decided to bring him on as a client and take him through my eight week workshop. That workshop, again, taught him the motivated seller method. And as of January 2nd, last Thursday, he's been implementing this method. And on today's call, it's actually a conversation, a coaching conversation between Josh and I. So we got on a two hour coaching conversation, which I often do with all of my clients. We got on a two hour coaching conversation and a bit through that conversation. I was like, this content is really good. Let's let's hit the record button and see if I could play this for the rest of my clients just so they they can they can know what's going on with this deal and get some insight. And then halfway through that. He had a lead come in and he handled that lead so well. And I was like, wow, like I honestly just want to play this for my, my, my podcast and really help and inspire a lot of people to get started or continue or learn a new strategy. So here we are, Student Spotlight. And Joshua is no regular person. Joshua went from a comfortable six-figure salary to a 100% full-time entrepreneur. So not only is Joshua a student and a client, but he has such a great mind for this business that he decided that it would be in his best interest for him to join the Before the Millions mastermind as well. So after he went through the workshop and he learned the motivated seller method, he started to implement the motivated seller method while building an entirely different real estate business on the side that caters to investors. Okay, so that entirely different real estate business, that business is what meets the criteria for the Before the Millions Mastermind, where I mastermind with real estate entrepreneurs who may be renting a a property management service, who may be building a brokerage, you'd be building a tech company, an app, and all these brilliant minds are able to come together and help each other and give each other solutions. So it's totally different from my workshop where you're learning the motivated seller method and you're learning how to take down properties for motivated sellers. But this is more of like right now it's a brotherhood because there aren't any women in this group yet. And hopefully we'll have women soon because I have a a ton of female clients, but but no female mastermind members yet. But right now it's a brotherhood and we lean on each other. And now Josh is a part of that. He's a part of the AM group and we meet weekly uh, virtually on Mondays at 10 a.m. And then the PM mastermind group. We meet weekly on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. And then as a workshop client, we meet weekly on Thursdays at 7 p.m. So he's growing two businesses simultaneously. He's taking down deals, which we'll get into here shortly. And he's building an online business that caters to investors. And the funny thing is, when he first got the idea for, for his business, 
as entrepreneurs do, you know, we get ideas all day, every day, but he finally got one that stuck and he knew that it would work. And when he first got that idea, he brought it to me and he was so excited about it. And he was just so ready to, to have that be his one and only focus, right? I mean, he decided to quit his job to have that be his only focus. He wanted to completely abandon the motivated seller method so that he can grow this business. And he kept one and he let go of one. And obviously, as I told you, he he let go of the job. Now, that was a family decision that him and his entire family definitely hashed out. And I gave little advice where I could. But the other one took me a couple of weeks to convince him. But he finally decided that he wasn't going to let all that learning go to waste. And he was actually going to pursue the motivated seller method alongside with building his brand new real estate business. So this is the culmination of that. And this is this story is actually still unfolding, guys. Like Joshua just started pursuing the motivated seller method last Thursday. And the story of this deal that he has on a contract that you heard in the intro is actually unfolding as we speak. So there are updates that are coming in. So the recording that you're getting ready to hear of Josh and I during the coaching session, we this is before he got anything under contract. This is before the meeting. This is actually the prep for the meeting. And then the recording you heard in the very beginning of this podcast intro was him sending me a Voxer message saying that he closed on the deal. Uh, so mind you that what you're getting ready to hear is retroactively what happened yesterday before he closed on the deal yesterday at four. And then hopefully on next week's episode or the week after, you'll hear another update on the deal. So let's get to it, guys. I, I redacted some of the information um, on this call, some of his personal information and some of the personal information of the seller that happened to call in while we were having a coaching experience. So you're going to hear some redactions of email addresses and phone numbers and things of that nature, but that's about all that you're missing. Okay. Now, one other thing I want you to pay close attention to is the fact that this is just a sliver. What we're discussing today is, is a portion of the motivated seller method. The motivated seller method is a method that enables you to have an intelligent conversation with a motivated seller, a truly motivated seller around their wants, needs, and desires because of the tools and the strategies that you have in your tool belt and constructing a plan that best serves them. Again, not best serves you, that best serves them and puts a whole lot of money in your pocket. So we're serving motivated sellers to the best solution that they could possibly have. And we're doing it in a way that it's a profitable business. So we're not wholesalers. We're not rental property investors. We're not fixers and flippers. We're not going to put ourselves in a box. We are real estate entrepreneurs who cater to motivated sellers. And because we're not putting ourselves in any of those boxes, we have a few strategies including wholesaling, including owner financing, including subject to, we have a few strategies that help us take down any deal. Whether we want to make a quick 30 to 40 grand like Josh is about to do, or we want to keep the property in our portfolio and cash flow on that property for $500 a month. We get that decision with every single property we come across. We're either going to try to make 30, 40 grand on the property or 50 grand or 100 grand on the property as quickly as possible. Or we're going to buy that property, put that property in our portfolio, and we're going to cash flow on that property. So those are our two options. Those are our two outcomes using the motivated seller method. And we do all that, like I said, with contracts. So no money, no banks, no private money, no no hard money, no credit score checks, no... I mean, all the stuff out there that holds a lot of us back, the motivated seller method can literally be your cure for that. And we're going to get a whole lot more into it on next week's episode, but 
For this week, we're diving into a one-on-one private coaching call with myself and one of my coaching students, and we're talking about his appointment coming up at 4 p.m. so that he can lock in his very first contract five days, five days after getting started. If this is possible for him, this is possible for every single one of you. You just have to take that step. But this is massive action that he's taken for 2020, and he has me inspired. And hopefully he's going to have you inspired too on today's call. DeRay's Tip of the Week. So this being a little bit more of a technical episode, which again, we try to keep episodes the opposite of technical and uh, just provide you guys a platform for you guys to go on and do some more exploration. But but this being my method, the motivated seller method, I think that we can get away with a little bit more of a technical episode because I'm still going to find ways to make it super fun and exciting and interactive. And and hopefully as much as this is a technical episode, it's a super inspirational episode as well. But yeah, I guess that's a little tidbit as to why I try not to do as many technical episodes. So this being one of those, I thought that the tip of the week should be a negotiating strategy that we use. And this is called the range technique. So let's say you're talking to a seller and a seller is like, yeah, so I'm looking to sell my property for $1.2 million. And you're taking your notes and you're writing things down and you're you're repeating that back to the seller in a way to where you're ranging. So you would say, okay, got it. So so it looks like you're wanting to offload this property anywhere between $1.3 million and $1.1 million. Is that correct? And if they agree, if they say that's correct, well, you've just taken an entire $100,000 off of the purchase price. And you guys haven't even started negotiations. Now, you may be like, right, this, this, that's, I mean, who would fall for that? That, that doesn't really happen. Well, I'm going to show you on today's call. Josh did it and he didn't even realize he did it. It was almost like a reverse, like Jedi mind trick, reverse range technique to where he had her give a range. So, so you'll hear him on a call and the seller is looking for 275. And somewhere in that conversation, he gets her to say that she's looking for anywhere between 260 and 265. And as soon as she said 260 and 265, obviously we're going to write down 260. So that's the range technique. Uh, it's going to be performed live here on this podcast episode, but you've just got a full-fledged example. And now you can go out and try that technique in your next negotiation. Let's get to the show. And now your feature presentation. Wholesalers look at it and say, you know, can I make 75 cents, 70 cents on the dollar? Yes or no. And if I can't, then I'm walking away from the deal. However, with this method of saying, hey, look, I'm not looking to lowball you unless you need out fast. Here are some other solutions for you that gets you exactly what you want and helps you out at the same time. Right. And that's what makes it so appealing. It's so appealing in that manner that you're allowed to provide several different options. And so that was my mindset on that, just really looking at it and saying, well, you know what? I'm not looking for one specific motivated seller. I can actually go and and look for any type of seller that's motivated for whatever reason it may be, whatever situation that they're in and provide a, a few options for them that interest them. Right. And so that's, so that's my perspective on on the motivated seller method. And I love it. In my opinion, for us to be able to provide that, that we automatically, I feel in my mind, right, that we, we're above other 
people that are in this industry, like wholesalers, that we have that, that sort of tool in our tool belt that we can provide. So just to reiterate, it sounds like you have the option of, of course, making an all-cash offer, which is always going to be substantially lower than most sellers are looking for. But for specific properties, um, there are ways you can pay full price, which we'll probably get into, or pay way above market, which we'll probably get into as well with this example that we have uh, going on live right now. But you know, it's a way for you to get the seller to understand the seller's motivation and figure out a solution around their motivation. So it's not like, hey, what's my motivation? Do I want to make a wholesale fee or right. a rental property? It's understanding their motivation and attaching a solution that'll best fit them while putting money in your pocket and making exactly. it. I love it. So, so the strategies that comprise of the motivated seller method are wholesaling, as you said, owner financing is another strategy, um, and subject to, which is kind of a kind of in the owner financing umbrella as well. I don't want to confuse anybody who may not know what we're talking about. I want us to walk through kind of what's going on with Josh's deal flow. It sounds like Josh, we're going to get you prepped for your next seller's meeting. My so. meeting, yeah, I have an appointment at four o'clock today, and so I'm actually literally going to go to the property and talk to the motivated seller about sort of what their options are, and and that's what we're going to go through now, right? Just kind of walk through what we think is the best option for this particular example. How did you find this deal? What does this deal look like? What was the conversation with the seller initially? What have you done with this particular property up until this point? So my lead strategy is a little different than the conventional um, sort of lead activity strategy. I actually am not cold calling. I'm actually not um, sending any direct mails or anything like that. So the way that I my lead activity strategy is actually through Facebook groups. Wow. Looking for people that are wanting to sell their house. And so that's how I obtain my motivated seller leads, right? And they literally, what they do is they give me their phone number and say, yes, I'm motivated to sell. Please call me, right? And so that's what I do. And I do that. I've been doing that for a week now. And looking at it, I have, let me take a look. Well, I've been doing that since last Thursday. Last Thursday. Coming into the new year. You started the new year right, man. Yeah, I did. I started on one, two. I was like, okay, this is where I'm officially going to start. And so up until this point, I have 46 um, leads, okay? So that's that's a lot of hustling within the last week. That's insane. Yeah. And I can actually show you and let me do that. Right. I mean, whenever you're ready, I can share, but 46 leads. And then, oh, just to finish out sort of your question, right? How did I get to this specific, uh, specific buyer? This one actually was a referral. Somebody reached out to me and said, Hey, my buddy is really wanting to sell his house. He's, he's moving somewhere really quick. And what he did is he reached out to his friend, gave his friend my number then that motivated seller gave me a call and I picked up the phone and I was like, Hey, how's it going? Name's, you know, my name and all that fun stuff. And, and so what I did is I have an intake sheet that I wrote up that came from, from your workshop. I modified it just so I can, you know, have it in my own way and, and say it sort of with my own spill. Right. And uh, so I intook his information, went through that, told him, Hey, let me give you a call back. Right. And so what I do after I take his information, I ask him a few questions, that sort of thing, you know, what, what he's looking to do, what's his motivation to sell. That's probably where I'm at the most. Like, what's your motivation to sell? Why are, why are you trying to get out of here? And if it's, hey, I'm, I'm moving now to another state. In his specific example, I'm moving to another state because of work and I don't want to carry two mortgages 
obviously, as I moved to this other state. And to me, that's a hot lead. That's like, yeah, you want to get, you want to go quick, right? So what can I do to, to help with that? And, and for him specifically, as I took a look at the actual deal, it appears that, you know, he is high equity, or I'm sorry, low equity, right? And um, so I was just really trying to go through what the details, what can I do and what can I offer him? And, and what I'm thinking, the best way that I can help him is an assign out deal. But of course, I want your eyes on that, right, Jerry? Take a look at it with me and tell me what you think. Let's even talk about uh, our call the other day. For, for those of you, again, who don't know, you're a client of mine and you get unlimited access to me. And you called me up the other day. You sent me a, me- a message on Voxer. It's like, dude, I need you now. Like, I got, <laughs> I got this thing going on. I'm trying to figure this out. And uh, we got on the phone. And your initial, um, your initial reaction to this deal, again, you found out the seller's motivation and you found out the numbers behind this deal. Your initial, well, I, think, I think we talked maybe before you found out the numbers or as you were finding out the numbers. But I think your initial... Right. Your initial reaction was, hey, let me see if I can subject to this property. Exactly. That was my initial thought process. And then I dug deeper into the numbers and made me switch gears. After talking to you, of course, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's a better opportunity elsewhere. Can you you tell us why? Can you tell us what what the, give us a breakdown of the numbers. Tell us what changed your mind from a subject to to a sign out. Like, so maybe the the loan amount, the purchase price, all that good stuff so that we can understand what went on. Okay. So the way, so for this specific example, he was looking, his asking price was 255 and he um, knew that he could sell for higher, but again, really motivated, really motivated, excuse me, to get out of the house and move quickly. So he, you know, obviously is asking for a lot lower and also knowing he's sold a house before that there's going to be closing costs and commissions and all that fun stuff. And so he actually had an appointment with a realtor last week on that Friday. I talked to him on Thursday or no, I'm sorry, on Saturday. And I talked to him on Friday. And as I was talking to him, um, he said, look, I, I want to walk away from this with a little bit of cash in my, in my pocket. I currently owe 247 for it. Um, I'm asking 255, you know, and I, and I did the math on that and there was an, an AK spread Something that was an error on my part that I'll never do again is I didn't ask him how much his monthly mortgage was, right? And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, you're asking for 8K. I can give you, you know, the 8K as a down payment and then close at 247 and thinking I'll use a subject too because I can lease out the, the property to a tenant and making some cash flow along the way until we cash out. And again, error on my part, I didn't ask him what the mortgage was. So I asked him what the mortgage was looking and I got the answer to that. Looking at the mortgage, there's not going to be enough spread, unfortunately, for me to want to stay attached to the to the mortgage. Right. And so that's what made me switch my strategy and go, you know what? Subject two is not the way here. Let me let's try to look at an assign out option. I love that. So let me let me um, let me further clarify, just in case uh, you guys are out there, you're like, what what is he talking about? So so basically, a subject to subject to is short for a subject to the existing mortgage. So instead of you uh, going out to get a new mortgage and you know qualifying for a new mortgage and going through the whole lending process and doing all that, what you're going to do is you're just going to keep the seller's mortgage in place. And since you're keeping the seller's mortgage in place, you're going to take over responsibility for that mortgage. And in exchange, you're going to get title to the property. So it's now your property um, with the promise to pay off that mortgage uh, on a date in the future. So 
the idea for you to be able to take over that property is that, hey, if that if their mortgage is $1,000 a month, I want to at least make $1,300, dollars $2,000 a month so that I can cover their mortgage and I can make it spread. In this scenario, as you said, you know, you were like, hey, like I forgot the I forgot to check on the mortgage amount. And that's a big indicator to tell you whether or not, hey, there's a spread there for you to kind of keep going with this deal. Um, so you realize that, you know, after checking on the mortgage, that the spread between the, mor- the payment amount uh, every single month and what you would collect in rents from a tenant or what we'll get to shortly, a tenant buyer, um, there's not enough of a spread for you to want to stand for you to want to buy the deal. Exactly. Because right? the mortgage is too high. So what you're what you're now thinking about is like what other strategies in the motivated seller method can I use to satisfy this this seller and make money? And that's when you switch to our tenant buyer assignment strategy. That's when we can buy a property for what it's worth or maybe even a little bit more than what it's worth because of this strategy. So in essence you're no longer buying this property. What you're doing is you're getting this property under contract to buy this property. So you have an option to buy this property. While you have it under contract, you're actually going to, what same thing you would do with a wholesale deal, right? When you have a property under contract, you're going to go market that contract to, wholesale, uh, to, to investors. So instead of marketing that contract to investors, you'll go market that contract to tenant buyers who will pay 100% of the market value or even 105 or 110% of the market value. I think you said um, he wanted 255 for it. Right. Okay. So he wanted 255. So if he were to go to market with the realtor today, that 8K spread, um, he wouldn't make that money. Right. He wouldn't even make that. Exactly. He wouldn't make that money because of closing costs, because of the realtor commissions, because of any buyer credits, not to mention holding costs. So he would actually have to probably come out of his pocket to, to sell his property because there's not enough of a spread. Now, most of these situations, realtors like to stay away from. So it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find a realtor that really just wants to work with you because it, there's, not, there's not a spread for their commission. You, again, you'd be hard pressed to find the investor that wants to work with you. Investors want 30% off. So for that property, you know, it's like, dude, like I need it, I need it for 170. I need it for 180. But he's like, yeah. why would I find my property for 180 when there are no repairs? It's, it's moving ready. That's why you bring your perfect solutions, which are signing to a tenant buyer or closing on the property, buying the property via owner financing or subject to if the property has a mortgage on it. And I'm going to talk about this a whole lot coming up, but I just want you guys to understand the basics of it for right now. So in this situation, you switch from thinking that, hey, it's going to be a subject to deal where I could actually purchase this property to, hey, this is going to be a quick transaction for me. I'm going to get in and get out and help the seller uh, along the process. So talk about what the tenant buyer assignment strategy is and more specifically how you're going to use that strategy for this deal. The tenant buyer strategy is really marketing you know, that's the whole reason why we're here. We're actually looking and opening up to 80% of the population, right? That actually can't get um, bank financed, right? They're in a position for, there's a lot of reasons, maybe even for me now, right? Actually, because I'm a new business, I quit my job after 13 years to jump in this business. I can't go get bank financed. Like it's not going to happen for me, right? Because you know, I don't have two years of actual income to prove that I can fund for a mortgage. And so I'm put in a position now where banks are going to, you know, turn their nose at me. Well, so there's a lot of people that are out there like that, or maybe they had a stain on their credit long time ago, but they're on the trajectory of like, you know, getting back to building their credit. They're almost there. They're not quite there, but they're, they're going to be there. Right. And we can tell that. 
And, and, and so, real, quick, real quick, Josh, I was just thinking, I talked to this, uh, to this older guy the other day. He, he, he's an engineer. And we were talking about how crazy, how easy it is for his son, uh, who just graduated from college, uh, who barely has like a buck to his name, uh, how easy it is for him to get a loan because he just, you know, he has a full time job. Like he's working in corporate America. Um, but him, who's been working for 35, 40 years, um, who got laid off recently, but took the clients from his engineering firm, took a few of those clients and he has a. You know, he has a, a six-figure business, thriving business, yeah, thriving business. Like, like can can I mean, he he can easily afford a hundred times yep. what his son can afford, right? Leave it alone. Yep, I'm in that position. You know, <laughs> like that's where I'm at right now. You know, and it doesn't mean just because you can't be bank finance that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that actually at all, right? It means that you're in a position where the banks cannot. The risk management is really high because you you're just in a position where you can't prove your income or you may have had a medical issue that might have happened to you a long time ago. And you're a really good person. You know, my spouse actually had that happen, a medical issue that came up and it's been on her record for years. But now she's working towards correcting it. But she's the best person I've ever known. You know what I mean? And so these are people that are like that. Exactly. So I want I want I want I want the audience to know that, you know, you're not putting people in a property that aren't reputable people. Like, again, these oftentimes, especially the type of properties we go after, these are high net worth individuals that want to live in these properties, right? These are, these are hardworking citizens. These are people who, you know, maybe just went through a nasty divorce, right? You can't control that. Um, So we're we're helping people and we're still doing our due diligence. We're we're doing background searches. We're doing um, credit searches, all that good stuff. And then we also have a program to help people who are like a little bit behind on their credit to help people qualify for bank financing in a year or two. So what they're essentially doing is they're hopping on our rent to own program. So they're locking in their purchase price today and they're leasing the property for the next few months over the next few years until they qualify for a loan. And then when they get bank financing, they're going to go ahead and replace the underlying financing. Okay. Um, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. I kind of stole your thunder a little bit, but okay. So how do you, how do you apply that methodology um, to this particular scenario that you're, that you currently have Joshua? So, yeah, I mean, in this scenario, this is really essentially that. So I'm looking at my motivated seller and I'm saying, Hey, motivated seller, I'm actually going to get a a tenant buyer in there um, to immediately backfill you um, and you can walk away without having to worry about a mortgage or worrying about repairs or anything like that. Essentially, Mr. Seller, you are the bank, right? And that's all you are. You're, you're really the bank at this point, And we've got somebody that will backfill you. And if you want to go look for another house, you, you can actually do that, right? I, I believe, um, depending on what state you are, from what I understand, underwriters will look at the contract and say, okay, that's not a part of your debt to, um, what is it, debt to loan or that's the ratio, right? It's not a part of that. So I'm not going to consider that. So if you want to buy another house, you could do that. Right. And, um, so, and, and that's essentially what we're doing. We're just backfilling them. They're not worrying about anything at that point. And, uh, and, and the only thing that they have to worry about is making sure that the tenant is keeping up with their, their mortgage. Right. And so, so, so Mr. Teacher, let me, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that you have this, this property, you have this guy, um, Mr. Seller, he wants to sell his property at 255. He has a $247,000 mortgage on it. It's very hard for any realtor to want to work with him. It's very hard for any investor to want to work with him. He's super motivated in that he has to move. He Thank has you. to leave. Work. What is he going to do? 
right? right? So let's just say that. Um, I'm call. Hey, watch this, Dre. I'm gonna take in. I'm gonna take in a hot lead right now. There you go. This is Josh. Hi, Josh. This is Vaughn. Um, I got a message about looking at our house. Oh yeah. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, good. Hey, I'm glad you called me, okay? Um, hey, you. so I'm assuming this is a good time to talk, right? Yes, absolutely. All right. And then, uh, Vaughn. Hey, Vaughn, I just got a couple questions for you, if that's all right. So, just real quick, is your property currently listed? It's not, but it's we have a realtor that um, if we don't do for sale by owner, we're going to go with him and... Let's say we're moving out of our house in a couple of weeks. Okay, so you're actually moving out of your house in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Yes. Okay, can I ask what's the rush of of moving out? What's going on? Oh, my, we just bought another house in Highland Village. We'll be right next to my parents. Oh, okay. Right by the lake. So that's the only reason why we're moving is to be next to my mom and dad. Gotcha. All right, well, that's fun. Okay, so good deal. So, Van, let me ask you this. If you were to sell your house in its current condition, how much would you try to sell it for? Um, uh, 275 ish. Okay. 275-ish. All right. And if I was to offer you a fair cash offer today, would you take it today? Um, probably. Yeah. All right. So that's good. All right. So as long that, as you give it two weeks. As long as you give you two weeks, we could definitely make that happen. Oh, uh, that is no problem at all. Um, okay. So let me just tell you a little bit about myself, right, man? So what I do is I actually buy houses just like yours. Um, And what I do is I cover the closing costs, I cover the taxes and the title insurance and inspection and termite clearance and all that fun stuff. And I brought by the property as is. And of course, and I'll I'll assume all the responsibilities for any repairs, of course, and you can move out at your own schedule. Right. So I won't kick you out, but it seems like you're motivated to move out sooner rather than later. So that's that's always a good thing. (laughs) Um, But knowing that, what's the least you would take on your property, knowing that I cover all that for you? Um, cause I think we owe 245 right now. Okay. So if we just make, if we do 265, 260. maybe 260, I'd be happy with that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Um, okay. So we just got a couple more questions for you. You said you'd like to move out in two weeks if you could. Um, have you tried selling the house before? You have not? All right. This would be your first time. And is it currently occupied? I guess it is, right? Yes. Okay. And then if I was to ask you uh, about what's its current condition, like how's the, how's the roof? Oh, everything. The house is five years old. Um, everything oh. is in great shape. The only thing is just cosmetic things like the walls will be painted. The carpet, since we have little kids and the dog and a cat will need to be replaced. But all the tiles, perfect condition. All the appliances are great. Okay. Um, you can keep the refrigerator because we're not taking it with us. Okay. Um, and the house is equipped with termite ports. Oh, nice. Pests, so we've had that treated every two years. We've only been there for five years. Yeah. So we've had it treated. Um, right. And nothing's broken in the house. We've never had any problems with the AC or plumbing or anything. All right. Okay, perfect. It's all the original appliances. Okay, that's, that's good to hear. Let me ask you, is there currently a mortgage on the house? Yes. Yes, there is. Okay. Right now it's 1600. 1600. Okay. And then are you current on your payments? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. And then what's the address of the house? Um, it's 2400 Spring Meadows Drive. Spring 
Meadows. And then what city is that? Texas. And then what's your zip? 76209. Okay. And then what's a good phone number for you? Um, 817-996. All right. And if I wanted to send you some material to your email, what's a good email address for you? Hotmail.com. Okay. And then if I wanted to come out and take a look at the house, what's your availability like this week? You pretty open? Mm, yes. Well, I, I work from home. Okay. So my schedule's really open. Um, let's see if we have anything in the evening. So what if, yeah, just call me and let me know. Yeah, sure. And I can usually arrange to be there. Okay, that's perfect. So let me do this. Let me do my little number crunching thing, right? I got to do that. And then let me give you a call back with what I find out. And then you and I could talk through that and then uh, potentially set up an appointment for this week. Is that all right? Okay, that sounds perfect. All right. Thank Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh. <laughs> I love it, Josh. That was live. That was live. <laughs> that, 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 live and hot for you. I can tell that you've been practicing. You've been on it. Uh, you're using the script. That is beautiful. Um, <laughs> um, what, are, what, are, what are some of your What's some of your feedback from the call? From that call right now? Yeah. Well, she's motivated because she. She wants to, she's looking for two week turnaround. Like, so that means she's ready to go. Nice. Happy about that. Um, it's looking into, you know, what kind of spread, what kind of strategy do we want to apply here? Right. Whether it be a sign out or sub two, or maybe wholesale, I doubt wholesale, right. Uh, at that kind of price, but worth yeah. me into. Um, but yeah, it's most likely going to be a sub two. My, my next question to her would be, Hey, why, why haven't you listed it with the realtor? You? Okay. Yeah. So I haven't asked because, that. Because before, before we get to, you know, how we can help and all the problems that we solve. I want to know that she's tried a few things in the past that may or may not haven't worked, or she has a, a valid reason for not listening to a realtor. Again, I am not going to convince her that a realtor is not the way to go. I'm actually going to be inquisitive, like, hey, like, what, you know, why haven't you listened to a realtor and understand yeah. why, or why she won't do that and let her give me a reason for that. Oh, uh, and if she doesn't have a reason, then hey, why don't you listen with a realtor? If you're allowing her to give you a representation or a reason why she doesn't want to do that, so then ultimately the the, the best choice is you. Now we often run into a lot of these situations, and this is very similar to the situation that we're talking about at hand, right? To where there's a very little spread between what they owe and what the property is worth, or what they believe right. the property is worth. So that's oftentimes going to work out best for the our strategy over anything else. No realtor and no investor will come close to those properties. But because yeah. of our strategies, we can have these all day long. And this is a uh, this is proof of that. So what is this a uh, lead number forty two in a week? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so so I want I want to quickly touch on a, another type of motivation uh, because we've gotten two of the same types of motivation. Now just imagine um, somebody who has a vacant property. They may this person has a ton of equity in the property. Maybe it's a four hundred thousand dollar property. They got you know. Uh, $200,000 mortgage on it, but it's vacant. They've listed it with the realtor for the past six months because, you know, realtor ha- realtors have six-month contracts or maybe even a year contract. Maybe even, yeah. even got extended. All this time while they're listening with the realtor, this person's out of state. They're paying their mortgage. They're paying to keep the lights on. They're paying to keep everything running because the realtor's doing tours, right? So so there, there's, there's a, a fee associated with them holding on to their vacant property every single month that doesn't sell. 
Not only is that so not only is that two grand hurting them every single month, but they also have to pay the realtor their six percent. Right. They have to pay closing costs. They have to pay for transfer tax. A buyer may want a, um, a discount. They have to pay buyer discounts. And that's not actually coming out of their pocket, but that's coming off of the sales price. Right. So in all we have, we, and I mean, this is what you're going to send her next. Right. Um, because what Josh is getting ready to do, he's getting ready to craft up an email to show her the different options that she has to show her how much she would make if she was with a realtor, how much she would make if uh, we bought the property from her or how much she would make if we got the property under contract and assigned the tenant buyer to her. Right. So you're going to show, you're going to send her those options and she's going to think about it. So I'm like, wow, like this is a really great solution, Josh. I'm going to call you back before you get a chance to call me back and let's get a deal done because we have to move in two weeks. That's hopefully how this situation is going to go. But again, you have to think about the fact that that's a completely different motivation. You know, that's somebody, again, they've had a bad experience with the realtor. They're paying $2,000 a month and they're not making any money. They still have this property in their name. We have all the solutions to help them. We could easily put somebody in their property, right? Whether we're assigning that tenant buyer back to them or we're just going to buy their property. We're just going to buy their property and then we may decide to put a tenant in there. We may decide to put a tenant buyer in there. But now, all of, and keep in mind, guys, every single strategy that we have under the motivated seller method is, and I don't like to use this word lightly, you have very little risk and right. not putting up your money for any down payments. The way we structure it, you can, if you know it's a really good deal, if it's an owner finance, so it's a really good deal, you can go ahead and do that. But the way I structure it is that your focus pursuing the motivated seller method as far as your dollars go is marketing. The method in itself, all the strategies that we use in the method, they're not going to expend a whole lot of money from you. The, the most you're going to expend is for a title, uh, a title report or an inspection if you're buying the property. That's it. And earnest money. That's it. Right. So you're creating these contracts and you're winning across the board. So eventually, if you want to start fixing and flipping, you can. Some of the homes that you don't want to buy via your owner finance, you want to go get lending or loans. You can. That's fine. OK, Josh, let's get back to this, this deal. So two fifty five was the uh, was the number that he wants. Asking price. Asking yep. price. Two forty seven is how much he owes. What is your plan to take down this deal now that you know that you shouldn't pursue a subject to deal on this property? Right. So that is a sign out. Right. And so what I'm going to offer the seller, say, hey, I I'm going to go actively look for a tenant buyer for you. Right. And require a down payment minimum of at least eight thousand. And for me, how I get paid is by the first month's mortgage or I'm actually going to look and see if I can sell the property for more than the asking price. When you ran comps, what did you, what did you come up with? 290. 290. 290. When, when, when you ran comps, you came up with 290 and, the, and he wants 255 and he owes 257. Right. Okay. So, so I want to quickly highlight again that let's just say that your comps are a little bit high. It's very hard for a realtor or for anybody to market to 20% of the market and to get the highest possible outcome. And essentially, most people today cannot qualify for financing. Whether they need six months or two years, most people today cannot qualify for financing as it stands. So what we do is we market to most people, that 80% pool, that's who we market to. So we're able to get top dollar for that property as opposed to what you may be able to get on the MLS. Now, you got it at 290, uh, what's possible. Now, oftentimes what we'll do, and I told you this yesterday, is we may take it to market at 300 or 310, 
just to see what happens. We have no risk in this deal. What we're doing is we're having the seller sign a contract that gives us equitable interest. So now that we have equitable interest in the property, and this is important, guys, because you can't market somebody else's property if you don't have a license because you're not a realtor. But what you can do once you get the property under contract, similar to a wholesale, is you can now start marketing that property because you have equitable interest in the property. You have an option to buy the property. So you're going to take your option to buy the property. And essentially what you're doing is you're marketing that option to, to somebody who would fit your rent to own program. I, I don't want to do a whole lot of teaching here. I just want you guys to understand the concept. So ultimately, when it comes to the rent to own program, somebody is going to come in and move in the property today, pay their monthly rent as if they were renters. But over that time, they're going to qualify for financing. Now, in order for them to move into the property today and qualify for financing, one of the things that, that they have to do is make a down payment. Okay, so they'll make a down payment as if they're buying the home and then they'll make monthly rent payments. And then once they qualify for financing, that down payment that they made a year ago or two years ago when they first uh, moved into the property, that down payment will count as their down payment when they get financing. So it's just a delayed cash sale. So that down payment, we like to get between three and 10 percent. We take that down payment. Let's just say for this property, you do end up uh, selling it for three hundred three hundred thousand dollars. That down payment of 10, let's call it at 10% is 30K. Now, that down payment, Joshua, what are, you, what are you doing with that down payment? Explain to me what the next part of this process is. Yeah, so that down payment, um, eight automatically off the top will go to the seller because I already committed to that, right? And then what will happen, I will also will split the difference from a two-thirds to one-third portion, meaning you know, two thirds will go in for me and one third of that on top of the AK will go to Mr. Seller. Gotcha. So that's, that's what we're going to do there. Right. Okay. So, what, so, so you're, you're doing it a little bit different than, than how I teach and that's okay. Uh, every single seller is different and you're going to have to negotiate to make sure that you get the deal done. But typically we do that two thirds, one third split. Sometimes it can be 75% us, 25% them split. Um, but we do that two thirds, one third split just so they get a, a piece of that in the beginning. But what you're doing is you're committing, you've already committed an AK to the seller. So you're like, hey, I'm going to take that out of the down payment and then I'm going to do the two third, one third split. So, it's going to be what twenty two grand uh, after the eight k is taken out, and then about about seven grand. Seven grand uh, would be thirty three percent, so fourteen grand that you would make being on this being in on this deal for a few weeks. Yeah, maybe, possibly you maybe. maybe not even that, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> couple, yeah, a couple weeks, right? Because I do have to find a tenant buyer, so that's true. And how much money would you would you have spent? How much money would I have spent? I haven't spent any money on this. <laughs> well, that's, well we, are we putting like $10 down or something like $10.25? That's, that's how much it costs. Now, now one, one thing I do like to do is I like to run um, a snapshot of title, even though, um, again, right. it, it's yeah. not our responsibility, but I just like to do that from a good, good faith standpoint. Like just see, just make sure that, the, that the, the, the seller has no liens that would, be, that would inhibit the, the buyer, the tenant buyer from eventually buying that property in about a year and a half. That's, that's the one thing that I would spend money on. That's about a $125 to make 14 grand. I think that I would do that all day long, every day. Okay. Um, so I wanted to, or you wanted to rather, we're on this call and uh, it took 46 minutes for us to get here, but we're on this call because you had a few questions about the very next step in your process. 
Right. Yeah. I just want to fo- follow the the rest of the process and do a little role play on it. I'm sitting in front of the seller. Here's the contract that I need you to sign and talking through those details and just make sure that my I'm clear on specifically what I'm telling the seller. You are listening to the Before the Millions. Before the Millions podcast. What it do, BTM Tribe? I hope you enjoyed that student spotlight. Uh, that's where we're going to stop it, guys. Uh, I go into role play with Joshua and we hammer it home. And as you guys know from the intro, Joshua now has this property under contract. One thing I do want to update you guys on, uh, because again, this is all happening in real time. And we went back and looked at Josh's numbers a little bit and the 8K that he decided to give the seller. And, you know, long story short, that 8K that the seller's getting is already baked into the equation. So at 255, which is what he got the property under contract for, the seller is already, already going to get his 8K. But what Joshua was trying to do was trying to give the seller some extra money. And, uh, I was able to catch that obviously because that extra money wasn't required. It wasn't necessary. He had already fulfilled his obligation to the seller by, by getting him his 8K spread between 247 and 255. Uh, so the way that Josh originally stated it on the episode, he was adding that 8K, uh, as a fee from the down payment, right? Even though it was already baked and just want to give some clarification. So, so that adds 8K to Josh's bottom line. Not only does it add 8K to Josh's bottom line, he also is no longer going to obligate himself, which is again, another discussion we had after the call. He also is no longer going to obligate himself to give the seller uh, one third of the down payment. Now, again, he's doing this because what he's decided is going to be his only obligation to the seller is going to be that 8K spread uh, that the seller was originally looking for. So once that seller makes that 8 Okay, the seller satisfied. But Josh did almost give up another $15,000 to the seller, which wasn't required. That's a good catch on our part. And that's why we put our heads together. And Joshua is going to go to market between $295,000 and $310,000. Now, let's just say on the low end of that, he goes to market at $295,000 and that's what he gets. Well, that's a $40K payout. So, I'll keep you guys updated on how it goes and what goes down on the next episode of the Before the Millions podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you guys like these student spotlights, then we might have to do these a little bit more often. Let me know. More importantly, if you're not already on the waiting list for the Motivated Seller Method to come out, beforethemillions.com forward slash MSM. Again, beforethemillions.com forward slash MSM. I'm only releasing the course for a very, very, very small window, a very short period of time, just a little over a week. And then we'll close the cart. So there'll be no more sales, no more purchases of the motivated seller method. And I'll be working with those students for the next few months. So you don't want to miss this opportunity because I probably won't re-release the motivated seller method until late fall. Again, that's before the millions.com forward slash MSM and just get on the waiting list just so you know exactly when that cart's going to open and when that cart's going to close because you're going to want a piece of the motivated seller method. I guarantee you. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place.